2: Hello and welcome to BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, Aaron Hawksworth here with you from 9 to noon Eastern on the BetQL Network. Listen to the show on the Odyssey app. Watch the show on twitch.tv slash BetQL on YouTube and follow us on X at BetQL Daily. Joining us on the show today, our guy, Charge Paul Charchian from guillotineleagues.com and KFan in Minnesota. We will get his fantasy and prop looks for tonight and the weekend. But first, guys... Since the dawn of time, humans (laughs) have searched for meaning. What is the purpose of life? Why are we here on this earth? What are we meant to be doing? These are some real existential questions, but guess what, folks? Tonight, we're going to answer these questions. We will have found meaning, and it is, to watch a football game between the Lions and the Chiefs. Tonight, Joe, our destiny will be fulfilled.
0: Let's. Go. Now, you didn't think it was going to be as easy as, all right, a couple days out, Kelsey's injured, line moves. Now we know exactly what's going to happen. No, of course not. It's just so NFL. I mean, just just look at the last 24 hours. Nick Bosa might not play. Nick Bosa signs an awesome lifetime contract. Kelsey might not play. Line moves two and a half points. Kelsey might play. It's Going to be a work. The drama, bring it all. I'm here. It's confusing to us as better at times. We're here for the next three hours to talk about all of it.
1: Yes. I mean, nobody really knows what this Chiefs offense is going to look like exactly without Kelsey. So the line movement is pretty funny because he's still going to Pat Mahomes is still going to spread the ball around. Yeah. It's not a bunch of star receivers, but I still think they're going to find a way to move the ball. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be fun tonight.
2: It will be fantastic. There is a lot to unpack as far as the season opener is concerned. We will do that a little later in the show, but first, uh, Joe, you alluded to it. So let's go ahead and jump right on in when it comes to Nick Bosa's new contract. Five years, $170 million with $122.5 million guaranteed. And oh, by the way, he's going to be out there for the 49ers when they take on the Pittsburgh Steelers. (laughs) Certainly, there's there's a lot to love about Nick Bosa's game, no doubt about it. And even though the 49ers have a ton of depth at Edge, Edge Rusher, certainly he is uh, you know, standing out above just about everyone else in the crowd, especially at that position. So, Joe, what does this mean as far as the 49ers are concerned, and what does this mean for week one?
0: Good job, Ian Rappaport, doing the, the work for the agent to get this one home in the final minute. He's usually <laughs> a, a PR machine for somebody, whether it's an agent or – Or for a team. But, uh, yeah, this deal gets done. You know, it was brought up after we saw that report the other day. We've talked a lot about the the Niners this offseason and reasons to go against them and why we were a pro Seahawks show and all that. We never talked about Nick Bosa not being on the field at any point this season. The guy's awesome. We're going to talk about it later on when we get to the sack leader market. And if you can hunt for some value there. But I mean, this is not a a small sample. I mean, look over the last uh, couple of years. He's the most sacks, most tackles for losses, most quarterback hits. He's phenomenal. And at a time, and it's always that time when edge rushers are more important. I know we talk about quarterbacks far and away the most, but you could make the case that He plays the second most important position, and he's one of the best. I don't know if he's the best. I don't know if there is one of those, but he's what makes a great defense.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm really happy that he got paid, and I know we're going to look at some sack leader futures later in the show, so looking forward to that. The Niners defense is really good. That's never really been the concern for me. It's more on the offensive side and especially at quarterback, just really how are team's going to adjust to Brock Purdy now that they do have some film on him. Is he really the guy? And what is this offense going to look like? Because even when you look at the division higher on the Seahawks, I could see them even splitting those two games. And the other teams you you look at I mean they'll prop the Niners should win both of those games against the Rams and the Cardinals so just looking at the division I think that the Niners could be successful but other places looking at their schedule I think there are some tough spots I'm not as high on them overall to you know go to the Super Bowl or win the conference but it is going to be interesting to see how they actually are. I think they're one of the teams that are still a question mark for me.
2: Mm -hmm. To me, I look at this as more of a lesson on, say, team building than I do most anything else. I don't know if there are any takeaways as far as what I want to look at for the 49ers, but what I think they are doing is something that only they can do and literally nobody else in the NFL. At My Sports Update uh, put this together, and I find this really intriguing. 49ers have the highest paid uh, defensive end in Nick Bosa, highest paid Mm -hmm. running back in Christian McCaffrey, highest paid Mm -hmm. fullback, third highest paid tight end, third highest paid left tackle, third highest paid linebacker, sixth highest paid defensive tackle, seventh highest paid wide receiver, and Brock Purdy is making $934,000. If any other team attempts to do this, outside of, say, a rookie deal, you know, things like, and even within rookie deals, you know, whatever. But if any other franchise attempts to do this, or if any expert recommends doing something like this, then you don't know what you're doing. So I want to look for teams who are trying to follow this template, and I want to fade the heck out of them, Joe.
0: That that screams to me that this is the plan. And I know nothing is long-term in the NFL, but seriously, when you, when you dive into that, that is so fascinating. So is the plan to keep turning over young quarterback? Shanahan, you're able to find these guys that, that can fit your system. We'll use them for a, a few years. Pay them absolutely nothing. The most important position in all of sports, and then we'll find somebody else. Like Wow, that's, that's amazing. You're right, Ed. Uh, I don't want to back teams that do this, <laughs> play with fire like this, backing Brock Purdy. Woo, that's a lot.
1: And not to mention, like, you you name some of those players that are paid so highly, and some of them haven't been able to stay on the field either. Trent Williams, the left tackle, he's always injured. He's like 35 years old, you know, and it's like... People say, oh, the Niners have this great offensive line. They do, but they need someone like Trent to be healthy to protect Brock Purdy. And I'll believe it when I see it. Because that guy missed at least four games a season, even when he was in Washington. And now he's been on the Niners for several years. Break free with ClickUp.com, the one app to replace them all. Imagine a world where your team collaborates effortlessly in one shared space. No more chaos, just ClickUp. Your projects, tasks, and communication unified at last. Transform how you work with customizable views, seamless integration, and real-time updates. ClickUp is your shortcut to more productive days and happier teams. Join the millions of productive teams already streamlining their workflow. Visit ClickUp.com to get
2: started. Yeah, you are kidding. Uh, Elsewhere, when it comes to week one, it's a game that maybe we otherwise wouldn't be talking about a whole lot, certainly not concentrating, uh, and that would be the Rams at the Seahawks. Seattle is a a five-and-a-half-point favorite as of now, but there's some key injury news uh, that's definitely impacting this contest. Jackson Smith Najigba, the rookie, rookie wide receiver for Seattle, he looks like he will be playing in week one. So that matters a great deal as far as this contest goes and maybe even offensive rookie of the year bets, things like that. On the one hand, that's good for Seattle. On the other hand, Maybe even more bad news for the Rams. Cooper Cup definitely out for Sunday. We probably weren't anticipating him to play anyway. But to make matters worse in Los Angeles, McVeigh Sean McVeigh did not rule out putting Cooper Cup on IR. Definitely a setback for him. You hate that, Joe. Yet at the same time, just another reason why that bet for the Rams to have the worst record in the NFL this season. Uh, it's looking really live right now.
0: Here's my call. This is going to be at least a a six-and-a-half-point spread by the time we get to kickoff. It's five-and-a-half right now. I'm shocked we are not at six. And as I'm looking over today's card, figuring out some contest plays, some bets for the weekend, we've talked about this week a couple that we really like. Haven't really gotten to this one. I think I'm all right laying it. That's where I'm at. That's how impactful that cup is. And we know how horrendous that Rams defense is. You're at Seattle. It might be one of those lines, Aaron, when you look back and say, wow, how is that not a full touchdown? If we're right on Seattle and they end up being Super Bowl contenders and the Rams are bottom three, the line should be at least six, right?
1: Yeah, and you think about the line movement that we saw with the Travis Kelsey news, but we didn't really see that here. And I think Cooper Cup means way more to the Rams because he's all that they have. So I think it's kind of crazy. I'm with you. I liked the Seahawks before, and when Ed was going over everything, I'm like, yep, Seahawks. Everything's pointing towards Seahawks for me here.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. It is funny, like it is a divisional game, so you figure, okay, yeah. if anybody knows how to at least contain the Seahawks, it would be Sean McVay. But you do need to have the personnel to pull that off, and this is a situation where you love the head coach, the the game design, the play design should be great. But you still need the personnel to make it work. And there are just too many questions. I mean, it's entirely possible with the Rams that you do have young guys who may be coming in who will step up and play significant roles. That's fine. But mm-hmm. you don't want to rely on that too much to feel like that they can cover, a, you know, even if it is a larger spread of, say, five and a half, six and a half, whatever it is, you don't want to rely on rookies and feel like you can find some edge there and say, you know what, Sean McVeigh is that much better a coach than Pete Carroll.
1: There is the other storyline, too, that uh, Matthew Stafford's wife said that her husband was having trouble connecting with uh, the young stars on the team and they're not gelling. And then he came out yesterday and said, oh, no, there's not much to that. So (laughs) this could be bad all around for the Rams.
0: That's still – yeah. How how is that – it's been out there for like a week at least, right? That story is still going on. Like, come on, yeah, please. Yeah. Kelly messed up there big time. She, Oh, like, what is you he saying to her around the kitchen, the kitchen table? Exactly. Like they're talking, he is so mad at her. Like if they're saying this publicly, <laughs> like imagine at home, it's like, why, why did you have to stop doing the stupid podcast, please?
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: I agree. <laughs> yeah. So how well does that podcast do anyway? Uh, that, I need some numbers and some analytics. I feel like every that, year guys, she,
1: she she needs to yeah. insert foot in mouth. It's always something that she says that it's like, oh, just stay out.
2: <laughs> because they have no leadership. And they are in probably the toughest division in football with organizations that even the Bengals are now well-run and and...
0: <laughs> the morning after. <laughs> yeah, that's the name of it. <laughs>
2: Oh no! I never listened to it. No, you didn't know. It's not on your list. It's not. No, it's it's not not. one of the many subscribers. Hit the subscribe button. Yeah, Yeah, I have not hit hit the five stars. I have not left a review. I haven't done any of that. By the way, please uh, subscribe to our podcast wherever you podcast, and give us five stars and give us a positive review because we have fragile egos. So please and thank you. You know what I find interesting too about uh, Rams and Seahawks here. When I look at uh, public teams as far as uh, percent of bets in NFL for week one per bet MGM – I'm not seeing them on the list. The highest percentage of bets are going to the Jaguars at minus four and a half. That number has since moved. Commanders, 85% of the bets have gone uh, in that direction at minus seven. Eagles at minus four, that's getting hammered. I'm not seeing a whole lot of love for the Seahawks. And I'm wondering, Joe, if we're still going to find value in Seattle up until the bitter end, because maybe too many people believe in the 49ers hype.
0: Yeah, it could be. Wonder how long that lasts. I mean, it's twofold for us. Not only are we buying into Seattle, but we are we are off off the Rams. Jacksonville, mm-hmm. I can't say it's surprising because the line is sitting there in no man's land, and people just expect the Jaguars to pick up exactly where they left off. Not one I'm interested in laying it with a with a favorite of more than a field goal. Not interested there. Washington makes sense. It's all about going against Arizona. Philly, a little surprising. How often do you see the opposite side of a Belichick team after an entire offseason to prepare for a game where uh, people are like, yeah, yeah, I don't care about the hoodie. doesn't worry me. I'm going to lay it.
1: I was listening to 106.7 The Fan yesterday, and uh... – Grant and Danny was the show I was listening to and Grant was like, listen, I don't call games must win week one, but if the oh Commanders lose to the Cardinals, like, what are we it even is. doing?
0: No, I don't want to <laughs> be I was trying
1: laughing, no. like, wow, that like, would be something they lost.
0: <laughs> do I want the chaos? Do I want, like, 60% of all survivor pools done? Part of me yes. does, but I don't. I don't. I, I don't I, – I like people to have a feeling like they're in it. Like, get to the yeah. season. Can you enjoy the pool a little bit? Can we enjoy like, – Yeah. Like the NFL, you know, come on. That that would be just – people would be so sad on, on the I Monday, know. the day after.
1: I didn't even really think about it. And it's like when Grant said, I was like, oh, my gosh. If it even happened, it's
0: like, I win. would
2: be depressed. It would it's be must sad. win.
0: That's a yeah. good point.
2: yeah it it really is and you know you look at say like win probability things like that sometimes you have massive swings in week one week two and in that respect if you're losing to a team that's starting josh dobbs i i Mm -mm. yeah bad bad things will happen it will mean nothing good and i don't know how you come back from that uh maybe get those ron rivera first coach fire tickets uh ready and set to go in case that happens can you fire someone (laughs) after week one yeah why not This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, every single angle for tonight's opener between the Lions and the Chiefs right here on the BetQL Network.